Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. We're going to take this week and, and probably next, and uh, if you notice on Sunday, I started a series about choices, and I'm going to talk some more about it because, I mean, it seems like every time I do a series, I've got all this extra material and don't know what to do with it and save it for a later time, and so I thought I'd just throw it at you here this evening, okay? So we're going to talk about this same subject of making good choices. Now, you've heard me say this uh, several times. We make our choices, and then our choices make us. Whatever choice you make, you have to live with, and you get to enjoy the benefit or the problem with that choice. You make anywhere, probably maybe 300,000 decisions every day. Just choices, little choices here and there. A lot of them are subconscious. You don't even think about it. And so you, you, life is full of choices. So I want us to look at what do we got to do in addition to what I'm going to talk about on Sunday to make good choices. The first one is this. Decide to live God's way. Now, I talked a little bit about this Sunday, but I want to talk some more about it. You and I, as Christians, should believe that the greatest way you can possibly live life is to serve God. That the greatest thing there is in life, the best thing there is in life, the most important thing there is in life is serving God. And if I live life God's way, making godly choices, then I have a great life. Now, you don't always get it immediately. But if you keep making good choices, that brings benefits and life becomes better. Here's what the writer in Proverbs says. He says, so my children, listen to me for all who follow my ways are joyful. Now, Jesus said that he came into this life so that you and I could have a rich and satisfying life. That he came so that we can enjoy life. And I need to buy into that. I don't know that most Christians have. Well, he's something that I add to my life. And maybe it's a good thing, but there's other things in life that are good too. And I need that as well as this. And I have to come to that place where I'm going to say, no, there's only one way to make good choices, to make godly choices, and that is to make God the number one priority. Because I have basically two choices. It's either God's way or the world's way. Which the world's way is also my way. Because my selfish nature has choices it wants to make, and it usually makes choices like the world, doesn't it? And so therefore, I have to decide, who am I going to listen to? Who am I going to follow? Who do I want to serve? What's the best way I can live my life? How can I do that? Well, I believe the best way I can live my life is to follow God. And if I follow God, I will have a rich and satisfying life and a better life than if I followed my own way. Now, I know most of you would say, yeah, I agree with that. But in the practical living of things, do you put that into practice? Do you really buy into it like you should? Isaiah 55 verse 8. 
My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. So here's a problem. I got a way that I think life should be lived and the way things should be done, and God has a way that life should be lived and the way things should be done, and we're not even close. Wouldn't you like to think there was a little bit of meshing going on there? But according to Scripture, my thoughts and his were not even close. His ways and mine, far apart. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Let me give you another word for higher. Better. Greater. Bigger. And so I have to accept the fact, and this is hard for us, God makes the rules. And God has established this is how life is to be lived. This is what you should do in order to experience real life. And I need to say, I agree. And I buy into it. And I follow him. God says there's only one way to be saved. Well, hold it. God, there's a lot of good things, good people, good. No, no, no. Romans 10, verse 3. They don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. They try to do it on his own, doing it his way, not theirs, but his way. Isaiah 35, 8. Great road go through the once deserted land. It'll be named the highway of holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. And so it all begins with me making the choice that says, I believe in life. God's way is the right way. My way is not. I don't know what's best. I don't understand a lot of things, but I will follow God and choose his ways over mine. And you will have to make that choice on a daily basis. And the, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just go through life and I'll try my best. Now, if you don't make the decision, you're going to choose your way. If you just let it go, well, I believe that, and we'll just fly by the seat of our pants, you'll go your way. And so when I make choices, there has to be a, we call it maybe a conviction, a belief that God's way is right. And I don't need to question it, whether it is or not. I don't need to weigh it against something else. I don't need to think, well, I know it's good, but some of the time it's over. No, God's way is always right. And if I want to make good choices, wise choices, it begins with that heart, that mindset, and that attitude. And if you don't have that, you're going to waver in the choices that you make. You'll get caught up in, well, you know, I don't feel like it right now, or it just seems to me, and I just don't understand. And you'll f- caulk yourself into going a different direction and making different choices 
than what are right choices. Questions? So far, so good. Okay. That, that's a pretty simple thing. Now, I want to kind of, if you allow me, I want to, well, if, if you allow me, I'm going to do it whether you allow me or not. So, okay, I've made that choice. I've made that decision. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to take God's way above anything else. I'm committed to this. I'm all in. So now, I got to get some wisdom because I don't have it. Remember, God's ways aren't even like mine. His thinking is far beyond my thinking. So what I've got to do is get rid of my idea of what I think things should be, and I've got to buy into God's idea, and I've got to find God. Now, please understand something. Wisdom is more important than being smart. There's a lot of smart people who make some dumb choices. You've probably known them. You probably are one. Godly wisdom is applying God's principles to my life and then making the choices that follow that up. I want godly wisdom, not my wisdom, not the world's wisdom. I want God to lead me and direct me, and I want to follow his ways, and I want to have the mind of God. So God tells me in Scripture, and we use this one a lot, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you, and he will not rebuke you for asking. Now, that doesn't mean God's going to reach down with his finger and zap you in the head, and suddenly, oh, I'm wise. Great. I asked God to give me wisdom. He gave it to me. No, that's not how that works. And so I tend to hear what I want to hear, to do what I want to do. And so wisdom has to come from another source. God, I need your wisdom. Would you help me get it? And God says, yes, I'll help you get it. Now, do you know what stands in the way of you getting God's wisdom? Your lack of conviction to point number one. I'm not all in. God, I want your wisdom, but I'm going to weigh it against what I think and what somebody else thinks or what my friend thinks or what the rest of the world thinks. And God, I want to hear what you have to say, but then I'll make a choice of whether or not I want to do it. And we get into trouble. Now, I need all the God's advice that he can give to me. And so I get all the advice and instruction I can so that I'll be wise for the rest of my life. So I'm going to give you four ways to get wisdom. Four ways that wisdom comes into your life. You ask God for it because you're committed to his ways. God, if you show me what's right, if you give me your wisdom, I will make this commitment to you. I will follow it. It's not, God, if you'll show me, I'll see if I want to do it. God, if you show me, I'll think about it. Because all of us have had truth given to us at one time or another in life and thinking, well, I don't know that I like that or I agree with that. Right? Or you've known somebody. They know the truth. They just, ugh. So four ways we get it. We're good so far? Okay. Number one. Live according to God's word. So in other words, God has given me a manual for how to live. It's called the Bible. 
and he gives me the principles of life. And he says, in this book, you will find what you need to have wisdom. 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is inspired by God. It's useful. In other words, it's God-driven, God-ordained, God-written. And here's what it's useful for. It will teach me what's true and make me realize what's wrong with me. Well, I don't want to read something like that. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. That will not sell books. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to give them the wisdom they need to do every good work, to make good choices. I don't only want to understand what it says, but I want to understand the precepts and the principles behind it. In other words, the Bible says not to murder. Okay, I'm good with that. I can handle that one. I'm, I'm good. Don't murder. I, I, I'll obey that. I'll make choices that will be beneficial to me, and I won't kill anybody. I won't murder them out of hatred. By the way, there's a difference between somebody who murders someone out of hatred and somebody who fights in a war world of difference. Not the same. And so, I'm I'm good, God. But then God kind of expands that and says, okay, if you hate someone, you've murdered them. You're guilty. Well, hold it, God. I I can not kill them, but not hating them, you're now taking this to a whole other level. And so it goes beyond me just not taking another life. It means I can't uh, assassinate someone's character. Because you know what? You can kill people with your words, can't you? I can't destroy their emotions. I can't love them if I hate them. I can't withdraw my love from them because that would be taking away something that everybody wants and they want to be loved. And so the principle of not murdering is a huge principle that is wrapped around so many faucets of being a Christian. And so I have to understand not only literally what the Bible says, but also the principles that surround it and expand upon it. And so, the other thing is, I want you to understand, in the Bible, I have all the guidance that I need to be all that God wants me to be in making life's decisions. Now, here's our problem. When we're making decisions, we ask God, what does he want me to do? Right? You should be asking God, who do you want me to be? If you will be the person God wants you to be, you'll do what God wants you to do. And so God's word is there to help you be the person that is right. And God is more concerned about who you are going to be rather than what you will do because he understands that principle. And so you should be asking God more about, God, what do you want to do in my life? What do you want me to read here that affects me? But unfortunately, God, what do you want me to read here that I can go 
put in somebody else's face. God, what do you want me to read here that I can apply to them? And then if I do that, I'm not being the person God wants me to be, am I? You tracking with me? And so God's more interested, and I've said this before, in your character than in your comfort. And you don't use the Bible just to make decisions. You use it so that you can become the person God wants you to become. And so I know God's word. I can have it. It's there. It directs my life. It gives me principles to live by so that I can be the person that God wants me to be. And if I'll be the person God wants me to be, I'll do what God wants me to do. And thus, young people, adults say, well, what's God's will for my life? God's will for your life is to follow him above everyone else and to love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul. And your thing. Well, what does he want me to do? If you'll be that person today, you'll be able to make good decisions tomorrow. But we want, well, show me in here what God wants me to do. No, this is who God wants you to be. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Very personal, isn't it? Very personal. And so, how do I get wisdom? I get wisdom when I live according to God's word. We still good? Perfect, perfect explanations. Need, need yeah. the, um, you got him in the monitor. monitor Can you hear me please. now? Can you hear me now? I can. You have perfect explanations, so no questions. Okay. (laughs) So so you're good. Yeah. All right. Second, let the Spirit soak into your life. If you're going to correctly read, interpret, know God's Word, you will need the Holy Spirit to help you do that. If you just try to interpret it on your own, all you will get is an intellectual understanding. And so when I want wisdom, God, I want your word, and God, I need your spirit soul into my life if I'm going to understand the principles that you want me to know. Because the Holy Spirit never goes against God's word. Anything that the Holy Spirit has to say, well, I believe God told me to, you know, leave this marriage. God never told you that because he doesn't go against his word. God told me never to have anything to do with this person anymore. God never told you that. But he gets blamed for a lot of it, doesn't he? Okay, now you're getting real quiet on me. And you see, our problem gets to be, if all you know is God's word, you have an intellectual capacity to quote scripture, and hear me, you will quote a lot of scripture out of context applying to the wrong purpose. And if all you have is the spirit, you will have no balance in your life and you will be as flaky as a biscuit. Both of those bring wisdom to us. Notice what he says in John chapter 16. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. In other words, he's going to help you to know the right way, the right thing. 
He will not speak on his own. He will tell you what he has heard, and he will tell you about the future. Great, I can make choices. I don't know about the future, but he does. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. So in other words, the Holy Spirit has a direct communication to God because he is God, and he will tell me what is right, what to do, because he knows what the future holds. I can trust him, and he will always guide me into accordance with God's word, and all that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I say the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And so I need the Holy Spirit's presence in my life to help me. And we tend to go to one extreme or another. Oh, I just got God's word. It's all I need. No, it's not. You need the Spirit of God to help you know how to interpret and read that word. Well, all I need is the Spirit. No, you need God's word to help you understand the balance that God brings and give you the direction that comes from it. We got one. I figured we would have something here. How can we get better at Christian integrity? At Christian what? Integrity? In integrity, yeah. Being the person God wants me to be. It's taking that principle, God, your way's the right way. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I will not be perfect at that, but I will get better at it year after year after year. Well, I don't hear from God. I will... Uh, put myself in a place where I learn how the Spirit speaks. I will put myself in a place where I learn how to handle His Word correctly. It doesn't happen overnight. God doesn't give you wisdom by zapping you, remember? God gives you wisdom as you begin to know God's Word and to understand His Word, and you begin to have a relationship with the Spirit of God who lives within you, who wants to help you and guide you and direct your steps. And so you get to know the Spirit of God better. You get to know God's Word better. That helps you live a life of integrity. Galatians 5.16. I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. He'll help you make good choices. And then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Verse 25, same chapter. Since we're living by the Spirit, let's follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our life. And so I need God's Word, because God's Word is wisdom. I need the Holy Spirit because He's wise. And when both of them are at work in my life, I'm going to have a better chance of making wise choices. Does that make sense? And say, we try to one or the other or just make it simple for me or, you know, I don't know what God's saying. You know, I need to understand that. Time's getting away from me, so let me go on. I need to listen to others. Now, when I say listen to others, hear me. I'm going to listen to people whose lives and whose words align with Scripture and Spirit. There's a lot of people who aren't Christians who will give me advice. Some of it might be okay, but I'm never going to take it just from them. I'm going to run it through Scripture. I'm going to run it through the Holy Spirit. And see, if you're not willing to listen to anybody else, you're going to make some horrible choices in life because you're being stubborn, you're independent. 
Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. And so I have to come to that place where I am willing to listen to godly people, to people who aren't godly. Because hear me, there are some ungodly people who will give you good advice. So I can't just automatically, oh, it came from you, I'm not going to listen to it. I automatically take it and run it through the filters to see if it lines up. I will listen to what people have to say, but I won't just take it carte blanche. But I need to be open because here's the thing. Sometimes God helps me make a wise choice through the advice of other people. And if I'm willing, unwilling to get advice from other people, there's going to be some times in my life where I'm going to make some bad choices. If I'm unwilling to listen to other people because I think I know more and because my way seems better to me and I like it better and I'm unwilling to consider what they have to say, I'm going to make some bad choices. And so I have to be willing to listen, to allow God to speak through me through others. And there's been times in my life, and probably some of yours, when somebody said something to me, and I knew that was God speaking to me, even though they didn't. And I didn't have to tell them they did. I just have to know God was in that. All right? Tied with that, I need to learn from others. I've learned a lot of things in life by watching people who made a lot of bad mistakes. And I watch them make those choices and think, boy, I don't want to do that. I don't want to act like that. I don't want to end up like that. I'm not going to go there. I've learned a lot of things from watching positive things from people. Wow, I want to be like that. I want to follow that example. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. You see, if you're going to be wise, you never stop learning you never stop growing. You constantly keep seeing and constantly keep adding, no matter how old you are. You can teach an old dog new tricks, you know. And it just might take a lot longer. The Lord said, learn a lesson from the unjust judge. There's this judge that did, said something. God said, look, he's not a godly man, but you can learn from him. So you and I come to that place where we understand I need to learn from others from what's going on. And so if I want wisdom, I have to be willing to listen, to take advice, to make sure it's godly, to make sure it's right, to watch others, to learn from their mistakes and to learn from their successes. 
I need to know God's word so that I can take it and build my life upon it and the principles that it contains. I need to listen to the Holy Spirit and be immersed in the Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can direct my steps and I can listen to him and he can kind of help me know and he can open up the scriptures to me at the times when I need it to be open. He can direct my steps when I need it to be directed. He makes God's word come alive to me. You ever been reading the Bible and you suddenly come across something and go, wow, I never saw that before. Or you're reading and go, wow, that really applies to me. Who do you think gave you that idea? The Holy Spirit did. And so I need that spirit. And if I'll combine those things, you can ask God for wisdom and he won't resent you asking. And he'll help you make good choices. We got one. Okay. What is the best way to unlearn the bad habits of the world? Replace them with the right habits. Don't focus on the bad. Put them out. Get away from them. Don't do them. Replace it with the good. And begin to put that into its place. If you get rid of the bad habit and just try to get rid of it, you're always thinking about it and you're always going to leave a void to take it away. Put something good in its place and think about that. Last verse. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me. So Paul's writing and saying, look, I've taught you a lot through the word. I've tried to help you understand how the spirit works. You've watched me and everything you heard from me, everything you saw me doing. Then God, a peace will be with you. You see, when you're making good choices, you have peace, don't you? Yeah. And so you and I today, is God, the number one, is, is my life convinced this is the right way to live. This is the way God wants me to live. This is the way it needs to be done. I'm going to live for God and I'm going to do this. And then, God, I need wisdom. I can't just sit around hoping you'll give me a thought sometimes. I'm going to put my life into your word. I'm going to know your word. I'm going to listen to your spirit. I'm going to build a relationship with you so I can hear from you. I'm going to let you help me see others and see what I can learn. And I'm going to listen. And you will help me know those things that are right so that I can become wise. So are you wise? You can be. Make wise choices. Let's pray. Father, thank you tonight for your presence in our life and offering a life that is above all else. Thank you. So Lord, help us to make a decision to follow you and choose your way. And Help us to have wisdom, I pray. In thy name. Amen. Now, before you go, I need to make one little announcement. Well, not a little announcement, big announcement. Um, the last year or two, Pastor Sam has been looking for a place of ministry. And so he is going to be leaving us. He's upstairs telling the kids now, for some of your parents, just be prepared. And so he's going to go be an associate pastor in some godforsaken state like North Carolina or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. 
So he'll be with us a few more weeks. So just be in prayer for that and want you to be aware of it. And continue to pray that God just leads us and direct our steps. Okay? God bless you as you go. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.